When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, this is Writing Excuses, episode six, Flaws versus Handicaps. 15 minutes long because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. And I'm Howard. Let's get into it. Dan, difference between, between flaws and handicaps. I would imagine that every one of us has a different definition of, of the difference between a flaw and a handicap. But uh, I am going to define it for my own purposes as a flaw is internal and a handicap is external. All right. Um, a character with a flaw might be that uh, he has a really horrible relationship with his partner, and so their poor little buddy cop action movie, they never get along, and finally he overcomes that. A, a, um, and here I'm mentioning movies again after I promised I would do books. A handicap would be something like um, he has a very strict time limit, or um, in Speed, uh, where the hero has to save the day, but they're handicapped by not being able to drop below, drop the bus below a certain speed. Uh, things like that that are imposed upon them externally that make it harder for them to solve their problem, whereas a flaw is their own internal thing that makes it hard for them to solve the problem. Okay. Howard? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that works for me. When okay. I, uh, uh, I'm writing comedy, obviously. Yeah. And so all of my characters need to be either flawed or handicapped in such a way that it lets me set up a punchline. Mm -hmm. Having the captain be kind of dumb. But um, in a lovable way. But in, but in a lovable <laughs> way. Having uh, Sergeant Schlock be uh, unconscionably violent, mm -hmm. but in, in a, a lovable, lovable way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, having... <laughs> Uh, having our our new our new demolitions expert uh, Corporal Piebald be crazy, yeah. but um, in a lovable. But way. It, it, it's all it's all important. Such, such to, a lovable ball of, of happiness. Your mercenary comedy about killing people. They they are, aren't they? Um, it's critical to setting up punchlines, and it also allows me to drive the story forward. Uh, as to handicaps. Um, you know, I'd never thought much about the uh, the dichotomy between the two, but uh, what you've set up works if you treat the handicap as a uh, constraint that's been mm -hmm. set upon your your heroes, your your protagonist. Um, that's it, I mean, if it helps yeah. you write the story, that's Whatever a good way works. to look and at that, it. What we're doing here is just trying to give people tools to write stories. Yes. Um, I look at these two things differently, and I ask the questions, which is why these guys sometimes have to kind of look at me strange. Um, <laughs> For me, a flaw is the, is the protagonist, and we're talking about heroes again um, in, this, in this podcast. A flaw is the hero's fault, and a handicap is not, um, which I treat as two very different things um, in a story. For instance, if we've got a hero, for me, if you've got a hero who has um, a temper, 
that is their fault. That's a flaw. If you've got a hero who um, is under unusual constraints because of what someone else has put upon him, for instance, I would call uh, Mary Jane in um, the Spider-Man um, story. That's her name, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, she's a handicap. Uh, it's not his fault that she's around. In fact, he, he likes to have her around, but he still has to protect her. Same for his aunt. That's a handicap. He is handicapped because of them, um, and it's not something he has to overcome. In my mind, a handicap you do not overcome, and a flaw you do. A flaw leads to a character okay. arc, and a, uh, a handicap leads to different types of conflict. We talked a lot last time about heroes and their flaws. Um, let's expand upon that um, and, just, and just say, why is it important for our heroes to be flawed? Because that makes them more interesting, is okay, the simplest how? answer. How? How? Because, for one thing, it allows readers to identify. Okay. Um, it, it's, uh, pe people will read about an ubermensch Superman because they want to escape and they want to uh, imagine, oh, wouldn't I like to be that guy? People read about a flawed everyman because they can already be that guy. They say, that's me, mm -hmm. and that's what I want to do. Um, you know, you, you look at uh, a character like um, Han Solo, sorry, movies again, um, who, he's an everyman. People can see themselves in him. He is a hero, but he is, um, at least in the first movie, he is brought down by greed. Yeah. Um, that is his flaw, and he overcomes it's it by the end. Even more self-importance. Self yes, kind of. uh, self-serving, yeah. let's say that. Mm -hmm. uh, he's out for himself, and a lot of us are out for ourselves, too. And we're, we're able to see ourselves in him, and that's what made that movie so resonant with a lot of people, you more so than anything between, else. You, in, in picking the heroic character you, you like most in that film, you're offered a choice between the scruffy rogue and the whiny farm boy. Um, rogue is a flaw uh, that's kind of heroic and cool. Yeah. Whiny? is a flaw that doesn't work so well for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, though a lot of us did see Luke and see ourselves in him when we were of an age. You know, the, the guy who everybody puts upon and who never gets to kind of choose his own destiny and fights to get, choose his own destiny. It's why, the, why the, the story of what's been called the Eternal Apprentice is so popular with us, the, yeah. the, the apprentice who becomes the master. Well, um, let's fold that right back into yeah. this discussion that Han Solo is... is laboring under the flaw of his internal self-servingness, mm -hmm. whereas Luke is laboring under a yes, handicap that no one takes him seriously. Yeah, he's he has no experience, and he's young, and mm -hmm. can't fulfill his dreams. And both of them overcome those obstacles by the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, I, one of the things I like, one, the importance with flaws is, is they allow growth. Um, and we, we talked about the Superman characters, and I see in a lot of fiction nowadays, particularly in fantasy, what we want is we want a character who starts as an everyman and who ends up as a superman. Um, that's that's the, the uh, many people call this the hero's journey. Um, it's, it's what you see in a lot, of, a lot of stories, even the superhero stories. When you're watching the Spider-Man movies or reading the Spider-Man comics, you've got an uber nerd. Well, those are your, those yeah. are your origins stories right. in, the, in the superhero stories. We yeah. did that at the beginning of the Daredevil film. Mm -hmm. We did that in the, in the Spider-Man comics and the Spider-Man movie. We've done that in the, uh, the Jumper book by Stephen yeah. Gould, which has recently been made into a film. Um, and and the, the origins story for the superhero is one of my favorite 
stories to to have told to me. For that reason, it couples both the the believable character with the flaws, with the escapism inherent in the boy. I wish I could do yeah. that. Um, the the trap that I think uh, comics fall into is is you know then taking that superhero character and kind of trying to freeze him in place just after the right. origin story when he is at his most interesting and ultimately that guy needs to have an arc and finish up and die and in comic books nobody ever you know does that, that yeah. that's actually a really good point and, and Spider-Man's an excellent example that he. Um, was interesting to people because he was a young teenage kid, he was very flawed, he didn't know what he was doing, and readers resonated with that. And he has not been allowed to grow up with his readers. Um, the people who started off reading Spider-Man are now dads, maybe even grandfathers in a lot of cases, oh, yes. and yet Spider-Man is still fresh out of college. Mm -hmm. And well, actually, the, the current Spider-Man in the Marvel continuity is, I think, 40 years old and teaches high school and uh, was outed as Spider-Man. And they are actually retconning that, can of worms retconning. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, they're, they're actually retconning that in order to try and return some of that... Uh, that sense of wonder. Yeah, some of mm -hmm. that sense of wonder uh, to yeah. Spider-Man. Whether that's a good idea or a bad idea is a... Well, there are problems with this even beyond, I mean, the comics industry is its own can of worms. Um, Certainly. They're, they're it's a in, very different in, kind yeah. of writing. But even in, in fiction, you run into the power creep problem, um, where yes. if you're going to talk about characters for very long, you suddenly run into problems with what new challenge can I give these characters that is going to be more difficult than the previous challenge, but is, so it's going to be you know, difficult for them, and yet they've grown so powerful um, and another problem is you, you characters overcome their flaws. How often do you just keep adding new flaws, and how often do readers stick with this? Oh, that's, uh, <laughs> that's the, the soap opera mentality yeah. right there. You have mm -hmm. a soap opera story arc, which may run for six to eight weeks, uh, maybe longer, in which a character develops and overcomes a challenge, and it's kind of cool, but then it's time for the next season. Right. And, and they're all back yeah. in the same soup. And uh, It's what's often it's bugged me about television, honestly. Um, un until we kind of had, for the longest time in television, uh, story writers are not allowed to have continuing stories across um, you know, an epic arc for characters and things like this. And it, it really would always bug me. Um, I wouldn't watch television. I stopped watching television for that main reason, because no one was allowed to grow. They could grow in an episode, but when the next episode started, they were exactly in the same place every time. So back on topic, yeah. we give our characters flaws because we want to be able to watch them grow. Yes. Because we as people identify with growth, we identify with change. Yeah. We fear change, and growth is painful, but if we can watch somebody else go through it and emerge on top, we get a little inner thrill, and we feel like we as people can become better yeah. people. You know, mm -hmm. A friend of ours, uh, David Farland, often mentions that is the prime reason he thinks people read, is so they can watch other people overcoming difficulties and trials and experience it in a sort of safe, yet still somewhat you know, threatening way. Um, and yeah, he thinks people read for that primary reason. Let's take this another um, direction, though. Um, for people listening who want to themselves to be writers, how do you match flaws to heroes? Because I think this is a very important skill to learn. 
um, because you can give someone the wrong flaws and the wrong handicaps and, and end up ruining your story. Dan, any thoughts? Ooh, that is a really good question. Mm -hmm. And I think the, uh, the best answer I can come up with off the top of my head is that uh, it has to do with the conflicts that you want that hero to be dealing with. Mm. Um, it, everything in writing comes down to the conflicts. Um, yeah. You want your character to grow, but the only way they're going to do that is when you present them with a challenge. And the specific challenge you present them is going to dictate how they grow and how they change. And so kind of working backwards from there, you can figure out where you need that character to start. Yeah, I, I always say look for points of conflict in your story. And that's where you put your characters and how you build them. Look for the point of conflict yeah. and then justify the character's reaction to that mm -hmm. conflict with a flaw that maybe is just now, uh, just now surfacing. Mm -hmm. um, I recall, uh, I'm trying to remember what year it was, 2003, uh, Schlock Mercenary story arc where, okay, pimp signal, everybody go. Um, Schluck Mercenary story arc where Elf has just had her legs blown off uh -huh. and is uh, doped up on soldier stimulants. And we find out that uh, the stimulants, she's taking far more than she should be because she's addicted to them. And as I was writing that, I thought, why has she, oh, she's been doing that because she misses her boyfriend who got blown up in the last book. And suddenly a lot of things about her character came clear. And she became a much more interesting character when I gave her a drug problem that resulted in her being a little more aggressive, a little mm -hmm. more high strung, a little more likely to clock somebody rather than have a nice discussion with them. Um, and, and the process for coming up with that was, as you said, you know, I found a conflict and I looked for a justification. Flaws should work into the story. Um, they should be part of the conflict and should exacerbate the conflict. Um, are already ex extant conflicts because otherwise they're just quirks. They aren't really flaws. Unless they're providing a hindrance to the story and to the characters, they're not flaws. Um, and, and one great way to deal with this, I think, is to have the flaw be something that a villain can exploit. Um, and at this point, once you've got the villain exploiting the flaw, you're also characterizing your villain by having them bring trouble and pain to the main characters. Um, and we'll talk about villains in, in, in another podcast. But you're also then giving the hero a chance to, to grow because they're providing a weakness. They, they're providing the problem um, that they, they need to overcome because they're giving the, the villain an in. Mm -hmm. um, so... How do, you, how do you give someone, very quickly, we don't have much time left, how do you give someone a flaw and still make them likable? Um, we've mentioned Luke Skywalker, uh, how his flaw was he was a whiny boy. How, how do you give someone some, a flaw that makes them unlikable and yet still make people want to read the story? This is something I've struggled with a long, lot. Um, often I've wanted to make a character start, start out not being the best person around and have them grow into a better character, yet if I start with someone unlikable, then readers don't want to read. That's <laughs> a that's a tough line to yeah. it's a tough line to walk. Often, just by virtue of making somebody the main character, yeah. you are encouraging people to like them. Mm -hmm. I'm putting you in this person's shoes, and you are seeing their flaw. Yeah. Um, but because you are seeing things through their eyes, uh, that may color the story a little more positively for you. That can cut both ways, though, because you can have people look at this and say, you know what, I don't identify with this guy, I don't like this guy, I'm closing the book. Yeah, that's your problem. Any um, thoughts, Dan? Yeah, when, when I first started writing my book, um, 
the, I, I was talking with Brandon about it, and I said, I'm going to write a book about a sociopath. <laughs> and he yeah. said, that's never going to work because who is going to identify, who's going to feel for a character who can't feel anything? And I thought, that's a really good point. And uh, puzzled over that question for quite a bit. And I, I do think that's been the greatest success of the book is that even though he has no empathy, readers invariably give the feedback that they have great empathy for him. And it is because um, I was able to find elements of his character and situation that people will immediately respond to. Yeah. As a young adult book, he, young, young adults always feel like nobody understands them and they can't communicate with people. That's a very strong aspect of sociopathy. And so by playing that up, that gets a big response. Even though the character emotions are different than the reader yeah. emotions, they both function together. And, and we're running low on time. Um, I think we'll just skip final words, um, except I'll add something that references our previous podcast. I would say the best way to deal with a character who isn't immediately likable is to make sure they're competent. Give them, yeah. give, give them something they can do very yeah. well in, that will balance out their incompetency of their flaw. Um, all right, this has been Writing Excuses. We'll be back next week talking about villains. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.